This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv an unmatched dual threat. Blue wire. Think about Lois. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Elliott. Dodge the eye of this national championship win. A deep throw by Lawrence. A lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson. Welcome into episode 92 of Press Pass, brought to you by Bet Online. I'm Kayla Anderson, alongside my co-host Joshua Perry. We are turning this into like a Press Pass, aka happy hour sort of thing here, because we have moved our recording schedule to the evenings now, like we've been mentioning. And, you know, it just seems to be working out fine. Besides the technical stuff, which we didn't have any today. <laughs> no, it's wow. pretty good. It's pretty good. And I'm actually using the the new laptop for this one Ooh. today. Yep. How's it? How's the new laptop? It's, I mean, it's 10 times better than the old one, honestly. I, it's amazing though, how like an old one could only be maybe like two, three years old. And it's just so out of date. Yeah. I've realized with Apple, right? Yes. And, and that they do it on purpose. They do. I think the concept is actually called plan obsolescence where your, um, your appliances, your electronics are planned to have a certain uh, yep. lifespan and yep. then they either become like, you know, not the new, latest and greatest or like if it's an appliance, it'll literally start to fall apart and that's sure. on purpose. Exactly. I'm like, come on people. I, I mean, if we take care of stuff, most of us can keep stuff for a really long time. So just let the people who take care of stuff be able to do that. Cause there's plenty of people that don't take care of stuff and then they'll have to just buy a new one anyway. Right. So come exactly. on. Uh, before we get into our first segment, I do want to ask, are you watching hard knocks by chance with the two LA teams? I'm really not. And, and that's, okay. that's unique for me because I am typically somebody who tunes into hard knocks, but I just felt like the COVID version probably wasn't going to, wasn't going to get me there. Yeah, I, I found it interesting because it's it did help me kind of see everything behind the scenes of this COVID thing. And 
now that we're able to go to Titans practice, like I can see, you know, what they're doing during practice, but it's really like what they do inside the buildings and all that stuff that's more interesting that we don't get to see. It is a little bit more boring, I would say, than other seasons. They're going back and forth between the Chargers and the Rams. But I wanted to ask you just for the sheer fact, because he drives me up the wall. So Sean McVay, I don't know if he's like trying to take a page out of John Gruden's like voice book, but I swear he's like picking up Gruden mannerisms and like tempo with his voice. He sounds like John Gruden, but like the dorkier John Gruden on Hard Knocks. And I just wanted to see if I'm the only one who thinks this, but it's like a real thing. I'm about to watch it tonight. That's why I brought it up. So if you get a chance to watch a clip, even let me know if you see the similarities. I will. And I I know for a fact that like it's a copycat industry 100%, but like (laughs) Coaches are weird people already, almost to the point where, like, you're 100% right. They will take on the mannerisms of their, like, coaching heroes or their mentors. And it's so strange to watch. And even, like, I watched it with Urban and all the assistants that he had that became head coaches elsewhere. They took all of his terminology. They took all of his little sayings. They took, like, you know, Urban's thing was, like, uh, power of the unit, and it was nine units. And, like... Other schools, they did power of the unit, but everybody did 10 units so they could throw in special teams in there. And like, you know, the field position chart, like everything to a T, even like the font of their social media and of like the signage that they would post in their team meeting rooms was a specific font we used at Ohio State. It like, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a weird thing to see unfold. But when you understand that there's somebody that has been successful, you almost mimic everything that they have done so you could try to replicate that success. That's crazy. And I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks that that happens in, you know, football, or I'm sure it happens in other sports too. But that was just one thing I noticed. But yeah, well, I guess there is parts of it that that might be real, right? He might not even know that he's like talking like he probably doesn't. Yeah, he probably doesn't. But uh, he definitely is. So yeah, I'll, I'll hopefully you can get back to me on that and just give me your input on that. So let's get into a little bit of college football. We are in this weird time now that we're just waiting for the start of the season or what we think will be the start of the season. Meanwhile, you have the other conferences like the Big Ten and Pac-12 who aren't playing. And it's even more bizarre just considering the fact that I still haven't gotten over the fact that they're not playing this season. Like it, it's still not real to me. So What made it not real, again, is because the AP decided to put out a preseason poll. And even though the Big Ten and Pac-12 aren't participating in the fall season, they said, we want you, we want the voters to put them in the poll. So if you think that they are worthy of a spot, vote them in, even if they're not playing this season. Okay, first of all, let's start with that. Am I the only one that thinks it's bizarre even to put out a poll at this point? Yeah, I think the poll overall is a really strange position to be in because it's it's exactly what you said. Like there are, I think, nine of the teams on there that are not playing college football this fall. Yeah. Like you couldn't put out a poll without those teams because it's 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 literally ignoring really good teams, but at the same time, 
you put out a poll with the teams and it's strange because those teams are not going to be able to defend their poll no. position. So I, I agree with you 100%. And I get the part that you want to give them some respect coming into the season. But at the same time, it's almost like you're making these people even have false hope because they know they're not playing and they see themselves in these polls. And I don't care what people say. And I know polls don't mean much, much in the preseason, but people – it gets people talking no matter what, right? Yep. I mean, you got people already saying, oh, I see you're at number two, or oh, hey, Tennessee slipped into the 25 spot. You know, they haven't been there in a while. It gets people talking. It gets people excited, uh, except for those teams that aren't playing. So I will go through a couple of these rankings. Um, Clemson, no surprise, at the top with 38 votes for the first place spot. Ohio State while they are not playing this season, uh, at that number two spot securely with 21. Uh, Alabama at number three with two first-place votes. Um, and then you go down the line. I'm not going to name them all. There are several SEC teams in there. We've got Penn State in the top 10, uh, Notre Dame slipping in at 10. Let's see, USC, not quite sure what in the world. USC, what is USC doing here? They got a name. Are you absolutely kidding me, Joshua? Well, they have a name. I don't care. And the the pollsters can't be wrong this year because it's not going to matter where they put them. But, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like, I just watched the way that the season ended for them. They lost to – and Iowa was good, but they lost – they got – they got – they got their ass beat by Iowa in the bowl game. And Iowa was a good team last year, but they were not a run the score up on anybody type of team. And so just that taste that's left in my mouth, regardless of how they recruited and what their team might look back and like this year and what experience they have back. I don't give a damn. So, yeah. Okay. Enjoy it. USC. Enjoy (laughs) that ranking this year. Hold on to that one. Cause you haven't been worth a damn. And I don't know how many years. Okay. Anyways, I'm moving on from that. Um, yeah, and then Tennessee snuck in, like I mentioned, at 25. You can imagine, like, the talk here right now. Yeah. Because, you know, there's so many Tennessee fans. Hey, so I have Clay Travis is going crazy. Uh, oh, God, Clay Travis, yeah, <laughs> right? I have respect for the program, though. I like what Jeremy Pruitt's doing. We'll see what they can do. So here's the thing, though. Moving forward with this poll, the AP obviously said we're not going to be putting – you know, these teams that aren't playing in the poll moving forward. Okay, yeah, obviously. But at the same time, I just, this is just so weird to me, knowing that, to me, these polls don't really mean anything this year sure. at all. And and I say that with respect to the conferences that are playing, but let's be honest, like, there's a lot of good teams that aren't playing football this year, and I just don't see how you can justify any of this so I a real season so I'll say like one thing that I do have respect for is like this is big just in terms of looking back in the archives because you know like they do keep track of how many teams were on the opening AP poll and so like for these teams it's not their fault they're not playing but Ohio State has the second longest active streak in college football for AP poll weekly appearances started back in 2012 when I was playing there. And that's, I mean, if, if anybody else plays a game, like you can't feasibly put Ohio state on there for the second poll. So 132 polls 
would just like disappear while Alabama, who has the longest active streak, they would be able to continue that. And so that's where it gets a little dicey for me. Like, I think it's stupid just to begin with, but also if you're a college football historian, how do you judge this? Like, do you penalize Ohio state and do you, do you take their active streak, which is the second longest in college football right now and just say, no, like it, it doesn't exist anymore. Or do you say, well, you know, like you can't accumulate any more weeks this year, but like, you know, Clemson who has 86, like they'll close that gap now. That's the question I have. Yeah. And I just, so, okay. So have we, have we figured out anything more on the college football championship this year? In terms of? Just if, if this is going to be like happening. The or, CFP is, is moving forward. They're, they're okay, making so plans. I just, why can't I get over the fact that like, how is this fair? It's, I don't well, know. It's, I it's not even about like, is I, it fair? Like the question to me has always been since this thing started, two of the power fives and you want to be completely honest, you could take old punk ass Pac-12 out of there because they're not even relevant. But the Big Ten who has a national title contender and has also had teams that were in New Year's Six games. Like I think Ohio State had three teams in New Year's Six bowl games last year. You're going to take that conference completely out of the equation. And then we're going to look back one day and say that 2020 actually mattered. That's where I start to really struggle. I just don't think it, I, I don't think you can fully say it mattered. I think you're going to have to put in the history books. It, you're going to have to put with the champion that it is a year that is not a hundred percent participation. Boom. Yeah. I mean, we could get Boom. to the end of the year feasibly and it could be just the SEC playing <laughs> and it'd be like their four team playoff. <laughs> Right, last man standing, <laughs> like that. <laughs> For real. Oh my god! Right. Like you never know, and I know everybody's making plans right now, but like there, I think there's going to come a point where there have to, there will be some critical decisions that will have to be made, and I think like from the information that I'm getting now from some of my insiders, like the Big Twelve was really on the cusp of canceling, yeah. and it took one doctor to have a. Twitter thread saying that myocarditis wasn't or myocarditis or whatever it is, wasn't a a, that big of a deal for them to proceed forward. Like it was probably paid him to do that. Well, no, but for real, like they found the doctor who supported the position that they wanted and they went off of that information, but it was that close for them. And there's been like a feeling and, and I have nothing to corroborate this, but like a feeling that the ACC is like not as all in as the sec is on playing and so like we could get to a point where it's like it'll be the college football playoff and it'll be alabama lsu georgia and florida and that thing at the end of the year (laughs) battling it out for the national title that way oh god i'll tell you this is gonna be a wild ride joshua and and you know if that is the case we're you know we're covering this down here like it's just the biggest thing since sliced bread, which I, I mean, I understand they're still planning out playing and everything. And I'm not going to complain because I've got something to cover besides the NFL. But at the same time, I just, it's just, it's just weird. It's unfair. And hopefully when it's all said and done, there's going to be something to explain that, you know, this season wasn't anything normal and you can't have full credit for being the champion. Okay. From tight muscles, tough workout signs of aging. I have none of that. I don't know about you, Joshua, but I don't know what they're talking about. No, I have all that actually. 
<laughs> oh, to simply making it through each busy day. Uh, that is a struggle for me. Uh, everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore. So everyone can benefit from ThoroughOne CBD products. Uh, started by Jason Worslin, ThoroughBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body, relax that mind. A lot of CBD products, guys, they claim they're organic, but they actually contain up to 30% filler. And these fillers, they're potentially toxic. So TheraOne tests their products four times before they even get it out to you. Every product, USDA certified or organic, grown in the US, and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. So you can use TheraOne's warming lotion in the morning, then the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, uh, body balm for targeted relief, and sleep. You can always use their sleep stuff to uh, help you go to bed. I know I definitely get in on some of that action. Uh, now, through Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to thoroughgun.com and then slash blue wire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, you can send it back full refund within 30 days. So right now, check it out. Go to thoroughgun.com slash blue wire. Okay, so along with that AP poll, Josh, the preseason AP poll, um, ESPN put out the uh, 23 All-Americans and pointed out the fact that there's, sorry, 23 of them, that's what they're highlighting, are not yes. playing. There's 23 preseason All-Americans that are not playing this fall, yeah. which is a lot. Yeah. Think about it, you know? Um and one of those guys is clearly, you know, over there in Columbus in Justin Fields. Yep. And and we've, got, we've got a few of them. We had Justin Fields is probably the second team guy, but um, uh, Sean Wade on defense, Wyatt yeah. Davis offensive guard. And then when you look around the Big Ten, like I don't know, but I'm thinking guys off the top of my head, Micah Parsons probably on that list. Rondale Moore, who missed last year, but was like the best receiver in college football his freshman year. He's probably on that list. Like there are some really big name guys that are just they're They're on the list, but they will be absent from the football field. Yeah. And it's just it brings me to the point. Uh, he Justin Fields, by the, t the way, is second team offense. Um, it brings me to the point. Cornerback, uh, though, by the way, Sean Wade. Yes. First team defense. Sorry, I'm just going through a, com a couple of these real quick. No, it's all good. Yeah, I mean, these are big-time guys, too. Like, yeah. Sean Wade was a guy who could have came out last year and would have been, um, at worst, a second-round pick. He's going to be a surefire first-round pick without even playing football this year. Wyatt Davis was a similar situation. Um, you know, he's going to be probably a first-round offensive lineman, one of the best players in college football, regardless of position. And I know a lot of NFL people really like him, so... It's like, yes, all Americans. I know sometimes it's like a little bit overblown because we see guys that are college all Americans that don't necessarily become great pro players, but there are like like Micah Parsons. They said he's one of the best yeah. linebackers in years. Yeah. He could have come out after his freshman or sophomore year and they said he would have been a first round draft pick at linebacker. Like Dang. those are the type of players that we're not going to be seeing this year. Rondale yeah. Moore is the same thing out of Purdue. He was yeah, potentially the best receiver in college yeah. football his freshman year. He was a, the most versatile player in college football, definitely his freshman year. And we only saw one year out of him because he was hurt last year, graduated in two and a half years and feels like regardless, he he opted out, but he wasn't going to play this year anyway. And is still going to be a high round draft pick. Like these are the guys we're missing. I can't imagine 
you know, being some of these guys and thinking, okay, first and foremost, you can always improve your draft stock unless you're, you know, like a Trevor Lawrence. Where yeah, he ain't improving shit. Go, he's, right? he's just the guy, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, you're, and I would say Justin Fields too. I mean, you know that they're going to be right at the top there. Yeah. I mean, if Justin Fields, though, just killed it this season, who knows, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you always, with these quarterbacks, it sometimes just comes down to the best fit for that organization in, in the terms of the top five or top three. But I would say for some of these guys, just to have one more, you know, season to play, to enjoy before you go to the league, or just increase that draft stock just a little bit more. I, I don't know. I mean, Joshua, for them, is this just a big blow or do you think they're just like, okay, now we can just prepare for the league? So it's, it's really interesting. I, um, I talked to Sean Wade's father actually. Um, oh, wow. and, and he gave a little bit of insight to the situation. The thing that is disappointing about him is that he knows his son could have gone last year and yeah. uh, could have been a high round pick. And his son came back to do two things. It was to be a part of a team and, and do something great and win a championship. And sure. and he's elected a captain of the Ohio State Buckeyes, which is a huge honor. Yes, sir. And 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 just like he wanted to do that. He wanted that team aspect because he's that kind of guy. The other thing he wanted to do, though, was to cement and leave no question that he was the best defensive back in college football uh, heading into this upcoming draft. And he gets the opportunity to do neither of those things. So I think for some of the guys – like, the, for example, the two guys that opted out in Micah Parsons and Rondell Moore, I think their mentality, once they figured out, like, all the stuff that was really going on is, let me just get out of Dodge. I'm going to go train. You know, sure. like, I'll give myself that opportunity. But I think for a lot of these guys that some of them made the decision to come back an extra year, like, that's got to be a tough pill to swallow, whether you were chasing team dreams or whether you were doing it for your own personal Yeah you know, gain in the draft, like it's got to be tough being in that position. Here's the other question I have. Is there a way that the NFL, these teams, these scouts plan to come and check out these big 10 players, these Pac-12 players during the season in their own facilities, do some workouts for them personally, a way to make sure they're getting looks throughout the season even if it's whatever they're doing up in their own, you know, respective programs throughout the country. You got to figure there's going to be, whether it's like a, a showcase that they mm -hmm. actually sponsor uh, or whether it is, like you said, like I know guys train at Exos in different locations across America or they go to ING yeah. Academy in some of these spots. Like it wouldn't surprise me if some scouts showed up because these guys come to campus during the football season. You know that. Well, yeah. But like they'll be at Ohio State. You've seen them before at Absolutely. Ohio State practices, you yeah. know, standing there, they're repping their teams. They're asking, you know, strength coaches, position coaches, player development coaches questions about the players. Like they want to do their intel. They want to see the players move and play football in person, but they also want to get around people who know these players and ask them the yeah. questions to get to know what type of people they are character-wise and everything else. And so there's probably a benefit for them to actually go into some of these training facilities to even do that type of intel, like the people that they've been training with, you know, yeah. like, hey, what kind of guy is this? Does he show up to workouts on time? Does he go hard? Like, that's the information they're looking for as well. 
Yeah. And I just think that it needs to be a part of next year in terms of uh, you're not going to just have guys that are from the conferences that are expected to play this fall. You're going to have guys that are drafted from all these other conferences that aren't playing. And I want their, their stories to be told too. I want their stories of how they didn't get a season, how they had to battle through all of that while these other players, if they do get to play, got to play. I want to hear the other stories. You know, I want it to be fair for all of those guys. And I think that, um, you know, taking advantage of that and, and making sure the NFL is, and I'm sure they are, just getting out and giving those guys as much looks as they can is, is uh, something they have to do. No, it's so. important to make sure that these guys are getting their, face, their fair shake. And it's like, yep. it's like everything else with this virus. You know, we've talked ad nauseum about not just like the football impact, but the social impact where it, imagine being a, a college, recent college grad, and now you're trying to enter this workforce, which is already – um, depleted in terms of jobs, yeah. but now you, you can't even like go on the typical interview circuit and do all the things. Internships no. have been canceled. It's the same thing for these guys. Like their internship is literally playing college football. And yep. then when they graduate, the NFL is definitely going to be there, but they're going to be disadvantaged versus yep. the people who are able to complete their fall Absolutely. internship in football and go into that job market. So it's going to be crazy. Yep. It, it, it definitely is. Well, they will be eventually some of these guys playing on Sundays and Sundays are coming back in the NFL with NFL Sunday ticket TV. You can stream every live and out of market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus uh, red zone and direct TV fantasy zone channels. You will never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. So no matter where you live, NFL Sunday TV is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use that promo code uh, BlueWire at the checkout and you'll get 15% off your subscription. So visit NFL Sunday TV. Use that code BlueWire. We're going to have some fun with this last segment. And I, I don't know if you've ever watched, like, oh, what is it called? Last Chance You. Oh, and I like, love Last Chance You. Isn't that so great? And I just, I'm actually in the middle of this new season, the, the last football season before it goes to basketball. Um, and it's it's actually pretty good. It's over in, it's like the Bay Area where they- Yeah, I, I watched the first few episodes actually. Yep. I really like their coach to tell you I do truth. too. I think he's I a really too. cool dude. Um, And I, they have some- some guys that are just like, I'm really just like, wow, I'm so impressed with you compared to some of the others. I'm like, these guys, like some of them work their booties off. Um, so, you know, not just on the field, like yeah, they were, off the field too, you they know, were talking the one guy who, uh, Took over was, quarterback. I can't remember what position, but there was the, the cat who was like sleeping in his car. There was another yeah, the guy wide who, receiver that took over yes, at quarterback. Yeah. yeah. There was another, he was the one working at Wingstop, right? Yes, he was. Yes, yeah. he was. And then another guy who was driving two hours each way. Yep. So crazy. Yep. It's it's incredible. I always encourage people, if you want a Netflix uh, show to check out, check out that. So we've got like that. And then, you know, we always know these colleges. They're they're known for being a specific college, DB, DBU. You got QBU. You know, you can argue who's where at what point, uh, at different times, in different eras in terms of football. But now um, I'm going to play a game with Joshua with kind oop. of with, with you. No, I said, oop. Oh, oop. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. What did I say wrong here? No. <laughs> I'm be struggling. Um, what did you say? Change your name up on me? Like, yeah. what's going on here? Um, so 
So this is an article put out by ESPN, and it is kind of talking about the uh, position used now. Like, we're talking 2000s, right? 2020. Okay, so I'm going to start with the quarterbacks. And I'm only doing a few positions, else this would take us forever. I'm starting with quarterback you, Joshua. I want you to name who you think the top three schools that you could now refer to as QBU. Okay, so I know there's there's a history of quarterbacks here, but also recently my number one would have to be Oklahoma. Um, Lincoln Riley is that guy, okay? okay? So my number two, and it's a team that we had crapped on, but I'm going USC. Dang, you are right on. Okay, and then my third one is a shot in the dark, but I'm going to say Texas. Okay, you were close. Texas was five on this list. It is actually Oregon. Ooh, Oregon. What, did they just do the one year of Justin Hubbard? Okay, I guess you could say Mariota too. Yeah, Heisman. Okay, okay, I give them that. Do you agree with the top three in there? Um, I, I can't say that they're they're wrong. I think yeah. Oklahoma, USC, 100%. Um, 100%. And then, yeah, I, I could see definitely Oregon. Like, you got a Heisman Trophy in the room. Like, I'll give you You'll all give the credit that. for that. Yeah. By the way, Ohio State was 10 on that list, just to let well, you know. I'll say Ohio State's guys, like, they've had some guys, but they yeah. go pro and they, they don't necessarily live up. To it? Yeah. Well, neither does USC, so. Well. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Let's see how many times Kayla can rip USC in this podcast. I swear, <laughs> this is like the crap on USC hour. If anyone ever gets a hold of this from USC, that I am going to get ripped, and I don't care. I really don't so, care. Okay? One of my closest family friends. Um, oh no, they live out in Cali, and they're all USC people. <laughs> Do any of them listen to this podcast? I, I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. Okay, we're moving on to running back you. The top three right now that we could name as running back you. What do you got at number one? Okay, so number one I think is kind of an an easy one. I hope I'm right with this, Uh, but I'm going with Alabama, and they've got guys right now in the league that are tearing it up. Absolutely. Okay, so number two I also think is fairly easy. Coming out of my conference, because we played against a guy that was a Heisman candidate, and then they came back and they had another really, really good running back, and it just seems like that's all they do, and they had a second-round pick this year, Wisconsin. Uh, You are absolutely correct. Okay, and then number three is one, again, that I feel like I'm having to take a shot in the dark, but I am going with the University of Georgia. All right, well, that was a actually, that was a really good guess, and I'm a little bit surprised. Georgia ranks number nine on this list. Really? Yeah. Huh. It is LSU. Okay. Okay. So you can see that, right? Yeah. I mean, when you it it's kind of funny cuz I think we forget sometimes. I mean, this is obviously not just now. This is like the past few years here that we're looking at. But I am a little surprised like Georgia isn't further up there. I am too, honestly. I mean, Miami's at 4. Yeah, Frank Gore. I played with him in the league. Like that's basically all you got to tell me yeah, about Miami. My, and, like, and, it's hey, like Frank Gore. I mean, what is he? Sixty-five and in the league still? Like what? Yes. Is, and, what in the world, dude? He acted like he was sixty-five. That man, and it's not this. I'm not saying this to disparage him. He never practiced because his body would be so beat up. But he well, was yeah. sharp on game day. But he up. He didn't wear ankle tape. He'd be wearing like low cut socks and just wow. be running his ass off, and then come in every day and sit in the hot tub for like. 
two hours just soaking his body because he was in so much pain all the time. Whatever you got to do, bro. I mean, you're still like somewhat doing it on the field on game day. So whatever. Uh, okay. Wide receivers. We're moving on to wide receivers. Okay. Let's start with the top. The team top. Or wide receiver you. Team, if I had to guess, would be another one. Quarterback and wide receiver go together. So, quarterbacks look good because the receivers look good, and the receivers look good because the quarterbacks look good. I'm going with USC as my top team. Why do we have to give them so much credit in this podcast? You yeah, know, right. they were they were relevant once upon a time, and now I know, they're just ass. I know when they were relevant because I went to school at Washington State. <laughs> all right, I know when they were relevant. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, you are correct. USC uh, at that top spot for wide receivers, they do. I mean, they've they've definitely cranked out some good ones in the league um, that have done some good things as well. So let's go to number two. And like you said, when you when you put quarterbacks in those spots, you usually crank out some wide receivers too. So yeah. So I'm I'm going with another one that was on my uh, on my old QB list. So I'm gonna have to go with Oklahoma. Yep, Oklahoma is there at number two for that. And recently, my goodness, yes. have they yeah. had some some winners come out of that school? They 100% have. Okay, number three. My third one, I'm going to be pissed if it's not actually the number three team. I'm going I'm going with the hometown team, the Buckeyes. Oh, God, I was so surprised that the Buckeyes were not at number three. They landed at number four on this list. <laughs> I, right? And guess who's at number three? LSU. Oh, come on. Right? I mean, you've got to put Ohio State in the top three in this. You have, like, come on. Yeah, I mean, and, and look at the top receiver, arguably, in the game right now in New Orleans. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. And then you had the best rookie last year. Yes. Like, I don't, okay, all right. Um, we disagree with this one. Right yeah. We disagree with this one. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any more on this wide receiver list that's surprising. Clemson is at 10 on this wide receiver list. So um, I feel like Clemson's deal, because you can make an argument that they should be higher up on many of these lists if you go based off the last 10 years because yeah. they had some some really good guys but like outside of these last 10 years it's really hard to make an argument sure no i mean that's a good point they've been so relevant like recently in our minds but you have to go back like you said okay i'm going to i'm going to end this thing with my favorite position DBs. you I will love said, the divas you know the the thing is in it I think this is my thing with this, why I relate, okay? I relate to a DB because I have a major chip on my shoulder, Joshua. (laughs) I have a major chip. I always feel like I've got to be, you know, counted in. i got to make myself be, you know, known. And and so I think I just fit in with that. I like that. I I do like to talk a little trash. I'm not going to lie. I like to trash talk. And, you know, and I like style. So when I look at the position as a whole, I always just feel like that's my calling. Yeah. I'm not really a diva though. And I don't think all DBs are divas because I've covered a lot of Titans and not all those guys are divas. Actually, most of the DBs that are for the Titans aren't really divas. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. No, they're not. Like they have like that chip on their shoulder kind of thing, but they're not like, they're not divas. Okay. So let's start with this one and you better get the number one answer right on this, bro. I actually think I can get the top three 
as a matter okay. of fact. So okay. it's it's going to be, I'll just give you all three of them. It's going to be Ohio State, Louisiana State, and Alabama. Boom. You nailed that one. Yeah. That, that I, bravo on that. The history speaks for itself. Like, and, and people like to make the argument. I feel like this is why this one was so what, easy. Miami? They like to make them. Well, the- they do. But Miami, like, recently, they've, they've really fallen off with the DBU thing. They haven't and done so, yeah. The the argument has been Ohio State and LSU for DBU to the point where Ohio State just changed their thing to BIA Best in America and they said y'all can have Ooh. DBU. There but you go. Alabama has always been steadily putting guys in the league, yes. steadily balling out in the back end, having all yeah. Americans. So I felt like this was the easy one. And they don't really. I, the one thing I I don't know. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but they don't necessarily brag about that either. No. Like the TVs, right? That no. they pump out. I'll, I'll say one thing I give that. Bama credit for is like they are probably one of the most humble like dynasties. Sure. Like Saban will I'll downplay the hell out of success. Yeah. Like it's never good enough for him. That's, that, I feel like why. that's their mentality. Yeah. No, I, I give them respect for that. I mean, they're, they're a team of guys that wear black cleats with white socks, and you have yeah. to be real humble to do that, looking like Michael Jackson. That's very true. That is very true. Yeah, I like that list. I man, I'm just telling you, Ohio State. Oh, man, when you look at the the guys they've put in DB wise into the league, it is just. And since I've been there in 2014, yeah, it's just been magnificent. And obviously, you know, Kerry Combs is back, which is yeah. which is going to be great too. I mean, he put so many guys in the league before he left. I mean. From guys I played with, we had Brad Roby, who was a first-round pick. Yeah. And then we had Duran Grant, who was in the fourth round. We had yep. Eli Apple, first-round pick. Garyon Conley was a first-round pick. Tyvis yep. Powell in the NFL. Von Bell was a second-round pick. You had Damon Webb, who was uh, with the Tennessee Titans for a spell. Like, I'm, I'm Malik Hooker, obviously. How can I forget Malik oh, Hooker? Malik. One of the best yeah. guys in the league. He's one of my favorite people. <laughs> You got you got Damon Arnett, Jeff Akuda. Like this is all in the last ten years. How about Mar- Marshawn Lattimore? Yeah how how am I gonna forget Marshawn Lattimore? We've we've had like <laughs> like five or six first round picks at defensive back right? in like literally probably the last six or seven years. Dang, that's impressive. I think out of all of that, besides the quarterbacks, but I think still, I think dominant wise. Ohio State and DBs. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Is just like it's incredible if you look down that list. So hopefully that tradition continues too. Well, that was I'm, fun. I'm what a what a fun episode. We need to start. Well, obviously yeah. because you know we'll we'll be talking about all your teams down there in the south, but my teams are over here, just as sad as I am right now, drinking PBR yeah. probably <laughs> trying to drink their sorrows away. Oh um, no. So we should we should do like a little game show every week. That'd be fun, right? Let's do it. Because it's, it's just kind of fun. And Josh was really good at actually getting the answers right, too. So I try. I try. Okay, good. We're going we're gonna to add something in like that. I think that gets the conversation going. Well, cool. Okay, you guys, that's a wrap on this episode of Press Pass. I hope you guys had fun. I think we both did. So you can go and follow Joshua at his handle. So what is it? 
and we need to get the conversations going with him. I want more arguments on Twitter with Joshua. Yeah, people okay. got to give me stuff to argue about, though. That's Let's the problem. Go. They're not they're not hitting me with anything good. But you can follow me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at RIP underscore JEP. Now, this, I want to say something. This has nothing to do with my social media. Mm-hmm. But my college linebacker coach and defensive coordinator, Luke Fickle, one of the yeah. greatest guys in the business, yeah. one of the best people I know, period, um, just signed a contract extension down at Cincinnati. Nice. Great job down there. Yes. And I know he'll be when when it, the when the time is right for him, he will make career moves that are just fantastic. Wouldn't surprise yep. me if he won national championship as a head coach one day. Good for him. But I've I've been texting him back and forth a little bit lately during training camp. Yeah. And he's he's the most I want to tell the story because I just I want people to understand like the dedication and what it takes. Yeah. He's he's probably the most humble guy I know. So I texted him on his birthday. Said <laughs> I'll read you a text. Said, "Happy birthday, Coach! The best coach I've ever had." Aww. And he said, "Thanks, you're the best." Talking about some of the stuff I'm doing, and then he said, "Day 15 at at camp, higher ground, pray to play." And so, like, he's taking his guys. They are they're grinding. They're doing everything they're doing. They're like, you know, hunkered down, sheltered. He's taking them out into like the middle of nowhere where these guys can focus and play football. And his prayer is for him to go out there and coach his guys and his guys can go out there and play ball. It's fantastic. So I texted him today about his contract extension and he says, it wouldn't be possible without you and so many of your buddies. Thank you. And so when I, when I congratulate him on a contract extension and being able to ensure that he's got job security and that he can provide for his family and do wonderful things for young people, the thing that he says to me is thank you because Luke Fickle, will not ever forget where he's been and who has yep. helped him along the way. And I have as much respect for him as I have for anybody outside of my family. One of the most wonderful guys. So I wanted to share that story, give my guy a pat on the Love back. That. Yep. Thank you for sharing that. And congratulations to coach. Of course, that is uh that is awesome. And I agree with you. I, I had the pleasure of covering him. What a stand up guy. And just, we need more coaches like that um, to develop these young men, you know, so 100%. That's a very cool story. Yeah, go go follow Joshua. He's always a good follow on Twitter. Um, he's always a good guy to, to strike up a conversation with, too. So if you have any questions, uh, he's always going to answer them. And then if you are um, a USC fan and want to write me a, a nice little note on Twitter after listening to this podcast, you can do that. Uh, just follow me at Kayla Anderson TV. <laughs> I'll be happy to have a conversation with you. You okay? are tripping. That is hilarious. <laughs> Look, and I'll be the first one, too, to admit the great years you did have because I witnessed them firsthand as a college student. Okay. Uh, you can also go find us on Instagram at PressBassPod. We will always let you know when our episodes drop. Usually it has been on Wednesday morning, so we're trying to stay consistent with that. But we appreciate you guys always for tuning in. We really appreciate the support lately um, in terms of this podcast. It continues to grow, and we hope that you guys share it with your friends. And um, hopefully you're enjoying as much college information as we can get you when it comes to football. We'll continue to do that. Thanks, guys. Have a great week.